Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Definitely love local music more than um, music back home. But there was a point where Despacito was like played. <laughs> every- <laughs> I wanted to just crank off the radios. It was just, that was pretty bad. But Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> No shame. I love that song. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the everyday inspiration and practical tips that make international travel accessible to everyone. Hey guys, welcome back to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. I am Jackie, your host. And today I have a fun episode for you because we have another installment of my travel game show series. And if you're a regular listener, you'll recognize this. Uh, We did this back in episode 79. Um, But the biggest difference (laughs) is that last time I hosted two male podcasters to play this game. And today we have two female travel bloggers joining me. I am really excited to welcome both Leah Davis from thesweetestway.com and Gloria Atenmo from theblogabroad.com. And if you don't know these two amazing ladies already, check out their blogs and social media because they are two people that I actually keep up with on a regular basis. And I love what they are both doing. Uh, The three of us have actually met in person and we will tell that story once we get going. Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and let them say hi first, and then we'll get into the rules of the game and take it from there. So here we go with Leah Davis and Gloria Atanmo. Okay. So before we get into the game though, let's talk about a little bit about uh, where we are right now and um, who you guys are, just in case my audience does not know you yet. So Leah, do you want to start and just introduce yourself and tell us um, what you do and where you are and maybe what you're working on right now or anything that you want to say? Sure. My name is Leah. (laughs) I am originally from Washington State, and that's also where I am currently. Uh, Before this year, I was uh, living a pretty nomadic lifestyle, traveling around and blogging about travel. But I decided that I need to settle down. So I came back to Washington and um, I'm creating my home base here. Um, I just started blogging full time a couple months ago. Before that, I was freelancing, living sort of the digital nomad lifestyle. And Uh, That's sort of also what my blog is about. Uh, It's The Sweetest Way, thesweetestway.com. And it's about travel and teaching people how to become location independent by working online. Awesome. Yeah. That's pretty much it. That's my story. Okay, great. And Glow, Gloria? Glow with a zero? Yeah, yeah, my name's Glow, Gloria Tanmo. I blog at theblogabroad.com. And I kind of call myself a digital storyteller. Um, I've been nomadic for four years and just kind of using digital means, whether photography or um, videos to just uh, tell my travel stories around the world. So currently talking from Sri Lanka right now. Yeah. And just super excited to be on this podcast. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. And I'll make sure we have your your info and your both of your blogs and everything on the show notes page. Uh, so it'll be easy, easily accessible. And we will revisit this at the end of the episode as well. So I think maybe we should tell the story about how 
uh, how we met. <laughs> because I didn't even think about the Halloween night until you said something, Glow, I think about it. When we were all in Chiang Mai, I had I totally forgot about that. That that the three of us have actually been in the same place before. Bottleneck. Yeah, that, yeah. that was really the first night we met. Well, you and I anyway, Jackie, because I had met Gloria back in yeah. Spain. Yeah. But and you I, I hadn't met until Right. Island. Yeah. And Gloria and I had had even, um, I think we met in uh, actually Bangkok and then we traveled up to Chiang Mai together and we stayed in, a, in the same place for a few nights. And I don't even know where Halloween falls in all of this. I don't know if it was like before or after when we went to that spa. I don't even know. But somewhere oh in there. So we, I'll just tell this little story. We were all in uh, Thailand for TBEX, which is a travel blogger conference. And it was Halloween and we happened to be, what, what do we do? We went to Chiang Mai and there was a whole group of Americans there. Actually, it wasn't just Americans. There's a bunch of us all over. Yeah, yeah. Bloggers from all over. And, uh, and we decided to have a, it was like a, what was this? It was like a, a, dress a, up a walking party. party. At barbecue place. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. So we started at the Thai barbecue place, but we didn't have, Leah and I did not have costumes at all. Like we didn't even try. <laughs> And we showed up and, and a lot of people were dressed up and Gloria shows up in, I think you had on jean shorts and a jean full denim vest. Yeah. Full uh, denim. The jean pool. The jean pool. With a bikini on top of it. Yeah. yeah right. The jean pool. <laughs> and, um, and then oh. for a picture, it was for one random photo we grabbed. <laughs> We grabbed beer bottles and held them with our necks. And I don't know how that made us bottlenecks, but we <laughs> cracked up so hard about that. It was just for the photo. It we was just, just for the photo, but in. the picture is like, Leah, you're like almost crying, <laughs> like dropping your bottle. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I have to put that photo on the, uh, on the show notes page because it's, it's pretty epic. <laughs> It was, pretty it was fun. Mm. It was and a so, good time. It was a good night. Yeah. So here we are. That was two years ago. I feel like this is probably a long Great. time coming, actually. So yeah. thank you both for, for making it happen because I think this is going to be fun. So yeah, and, uh, I've, yeah. Well, thank you for inviting us. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's uh, my pleasure. What, so how does this work exactly? I, you kind of explained it in the email, but um, yeah. I'm still... So this is really kind of just a game. And uh, what we'll do is we're going to take turns. The three of us will take turns. We have two steps. One, we have to choose a random number between one and 130 or 129. Actually, it is. And I have a list of questions for travelers. Basically, the first 100 are from a random website that I found that are just like, some of them are super simple. Some of them are super deep. And then the last 30 are all from my audience. And those ones get really interesting. And so, so, you know, when you're picking a number that if you're picking one to a hundred, it's, you know, like they could be pretty short and simple. And you know, that if you're picking in the last 30, they're going to be from people, uh, from, from listeners. So um, anyway, so the, the first part is to just pick a number and then I have a corresponding question and then we'll each answer it. Uh, and so that's sort of the name of the game. It's really simple, but it does get really hard. <laughs> kind of like, so it's just trivia, essentially. Sort of, like yeah. Travel it's trivia. like travel trivia about our lives, like how, how we do things and oh. what we think, oh, and, you okay. know, where we've been. And it's, it's questions for travelers. And so that's, 
That's kind of what we're we, what we're doing here. Yeah. Uh, and so I have on my end, I have a random number generator because <laughs> that way I don't have to think about that part. I just kind of hit go and it gives me one. And if the question has already been answered, because we I have done this before, then we'll pick either the one up or below it just to make it uh, quick because I have done this already. So some of the questions are crossed out. And then I have to say too, I have not read through all these questions and some of them are not appropriate. So if we come across something like that, I might just stop and choose a different one. Uh, but yeah, that's it. So it should be fun and simple and, uh, and pretty straightforward. So, and I think we're going to learn some fun stuff about each other. We are. And I think we'll probably have to cut ourselves off at some point because it's kind of addicting. It's kind of fun. First of all, let's pick a, a direction to go. So I'm looking at my Skype right now and Gloria is listed first. So let's go with Gloria <laughs> and then Leah <laughs> and then me. So let's, this is going to be the, the, how, the direction that we'll go each time. So Glow, you'll be the first to pick a number and then we'll, right. and then you'll answer your question first. And then, uh, and then Leah and I, and then Leah will pick a number. Okay. Are you guys ready? Okay. okay. <laughs> I am ready. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do this. So Glow, do you want to pick a number? 56. 56. 56. Oh gosh. How did you know? <laughs> okay. Which Wait. country has Ooh. the hottest locals? I am pretty sure you've written something <laughs> about this, haven't you? <laughs> I hate this. Oh my god. It's so funny because that accounts for like 60% of my monthly traffic now. That article that I the vapid article. Oh my god. Um, but Argentina, hands down, Argentina still has a top. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. answer. I suppose this really directly has to do with our who we're interested in as well, what type. And so would you care to describe what the locals look like in Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make sure we share this post of yours too on the show notes page because that's pretty funny. Um, wow, I, I think it's it's that Latin charm. Yeah, Argentinians are just very smooth people, and I I love the goatee and the facial hair and um, just a, a very mature look. I think a lot a lot of um, them do that well. And <laughs> right, I mean, right. It's all about- <laughs> <laughs> you guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Next question. All right, Leah. Okay, go ahead, Leah. What do you think? Which country has the hottest look? Oh, am I answering the oh, question? Oh, yeah, too? we're all answering all the questions. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Don't think you're okay, off the hook. I think I am um, misunderstood. <laughs> um, shoot, I wasn't really thinking about my answer. Um, I was my the first thing that came to mind for me was Israel. Ooh, <laughs> Israel interesting. has pretty good looking people. I'm finding it interesting that both of you are 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 uh, targeting countries that that are kind of known for for you know people who have like light eyes and and wild hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I was I was about to mention the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting. I like both of those answers. And Glow, I I, can, I will never argue with Argentina, ever. That is, I mean, that combined with their accent in Spanish, which I yeah. it just, I love it. Oh my gosh. Yep. A little too much almost, but um, okay. So I guess my answer for which country has the hottest locals. Is it 
weird if I say Greece. I don't know. I, I love the yeah, dark. Second actor. Really? Yep. I think yep. that I yep. think that Greek people are are beautiful. Dark eyes, dark hair, olive skin. Greece, Greece is just hot. Mm-hmm. Like Greece is like sex hot, I think. <laughs> I love the language, the culture. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I just remember being the first time that I ever went there. I got out of the metro when we got into Athens and there was the Acropolis and it was just like slap in the face. And that's kind of what Greece was like for me. It was like immediately I was just drawn to like the hot, dirty, like, I don't know. It, it kind of feels like Latin America, which I love. <laughs> so where's this Jackie? Where's what? <laughs> I was like, where is this going? You were getting really hot and heavy there. <laughs> it's stopping yeah, right there. Okay, next question. There's a story here. <laughs> no, there actually isn't. But uh, it definitely wanted, made me want to learn Greek the first time. For sure. <laughs> anyway. All right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Leah, pick a number. Picking a number. Okay, let's go with 23. 23. Oh, this is... Okay, let's talk about this. This is an easy one. Where are you now? <laughs> this oh. is super simple, but in case we, you know, what are, what are you doing where you are right now? Where are you now? Well, physically, I am sitting at my dining room table. <laughs> um, I'm in Washington State, Pacific Northwest. I'm in a town called Wenatchee, Washington. I'm sure nobody's ever heard of it, um, but it's kind of, it's where I, essentially. Wenatchee's cool. And, uh, Leavenworth has a really, really great Oktoberfest, which is right next door. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're familiar with the area, kind of. Oh, yeah. is really Mm -hmm. close. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to the Oktoberfest there a couple of times. It's a a really cool area. I like Wenatchee. Okay. I am in Bozeman, Montana for the moment, which is pretty amazing because of all the places that I am in the year, I'm rarely ever home and I'm home right now um, for the next 10 days. So... And then Glow, you're in Sri Lanka. Where? Yes, Colombo, Sri Lanka for the next, um, tw- no, uh, 10 hours. And then I'm in Malaysia. <laughs> <laughs> 10 hours. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I have my <laughs> random number generator. Whoa. I got 126. Let's go all the way down to 126. Okay. Do you like music local to where you're traveling or something familiar that ties you to home? That is a great question. Mm-hmm. And we've actually, I, there, we did answer something similar to this in the last one, but I'll go ahead and say, anyway, I love to listen to, I think it depends. Okay. Cause I'm going to go with, have you, okay, you guys have been to Thailand. Like, and I, that's like that. Okay. Local music. there not really my favorite, you know, like I think, I think the genres can really get to me. I'm very sensitive to music. So, um, but it's also for me, a huge part of my travels. So I do love to collect, collect music as I go. I love Spotify. It's one thing that I actually subscribe to and pay for the premium. Cause you can have like the downloaded, um, playlists, you know, and as, and I also have Shazam, you guys know Shazam so that if you hear a song that you like, you can grab it okay. and then you can add it to a playlist right there, like within the app for it within Spotify. It's like connected. And I love that because you can collect. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so you can like collect as you go. And then when you hear those songs again, they'll just take you right back to that place, you know? So I do really like mm-hmm. listening to 
music locally. However, if you, if you consider local music, if you're listening to a radio, a lot of times, except like in the case of Thailand, <laughs> um, the, the, the popular music of the moment is going to be worldwide, you know? And so you're going to hear some of the same things if you're listening to the same music um, or the same sort of stations, I suppose. But you never know what you're going to hear, like in a bus station or um, in a taxi. <laughs> so that's right. why I like having those uh, those apps on hand to just grab stuff and keep keep it going. And I happen to listen to a lot of Latin music. Uh, that's one thing that I started like years and years and years ago when I was like 18. When I lived in Costa Rica, I fell in love with Latin music. And I still do. I still listen to that all over the world. So that's uh, probably one mm-hmm. of my go-tos. But. <laughs> so nice. yeah. Uh, Glow, we're on to you. Music. Yeah, um, I definitely concur with everything you said. I have Shazam and that is like my best friend. Anytime I'm in like a random bodega or just coffee shop and I hear something that's local but catchy, um, I'm addicted to like tunes more than the actual words. So obviously Mm. local language, I won't be able to understand it. But if the tune is catchy and it makes me feel some type of way or if it ties me to the country or if I feel, I don't know, like inspired to be there or something, um, I definitely Shazam it and I'll save it. And every country I've been to, I have like a a country playlist of either songs that I've heard while I've been traveling that country or songs that have been recommended to me by locals that'll help me understand the culture. So um, definitely love local music more than um, music back home. But there was a point where Despacito was like played. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to just prank off the radios. It was just, that was pretty bad. But. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no shame. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's reggaeton. Like, that's like my music. I love that kind yeah. of music. Yeah, I, run sure. to it. <laughs> I had my couple weeks where I was jamming out and then I was like, okay, for the millionth time, I think I can pass. Yeah. On, on you know, again. have you noticed uh, that in other cultures, they will play a song just over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. Like we don't do that at home in the U S like you don't put a song on oh, repeat we do here. We, we, our radio stations just play the same few songs like over and over again. No, no, no. Like, it's, I mean, quite actually- literally on repeat, like one song and like <laughs> someone will be like, for example, at a beach or whatever, and they will have their boom box or, okay, I'm, I'm kind of dating myself on this, but this is like a specific memory of a song. They just play it over on repeat. Latin America is famous for this. Like they will just play the same song and they will blast it for everyone to hear for like an hour straight. It's the same exact song. It's an interesting, yeah. it's cultural. That, that definitely, yeah, all around Southeast Asia, they've been playing mess out of that song. So it's, I've heard it probably 10 times more than the average person, which doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have to say though, while we're on this subject, I look to, I'm a language person. And so I, I use music to learn language as well though. Like when I first moved to Italy, there was a song that I became obsessed with that I just uh, I, I wonder if I'm telling this story again on the pod. I don't know. Sorry, guys, if you ever heard this, but um, I, di- I dissected this song and I translated the whole thing. And it was the kind of, it was like a fast moving song. There were a lot of lyrics and, but it really helps me like break down the language. And so I might be that person who plays music over and over, but in my own headphones, like for myself, you know, just because I want to learn the words and the lyrics and it's really great yeah, for language learning. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Leah, what do you think? Well, um, I have to agree with pretty much everything that's already been said. I like a bit of a mix. I think when I'm actually traveling, I obviously, you can't visit a new country without listening to the local music because that's such a big part of the culture. Mm -hmm. 
and it's hard to avoid too, you know, if you really want to get into the local places and you're not just going to the touristy spots, um, local music is definitely a good way to get a feel for a new place. But I, I wouldn't say that I listen to it exclusively. I definitely like my comfort songs every once in a while to listen to the stuff that's maybe not like, you know, um, specific to where I'm from, but like that globally popular stuff that you hear everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm on Spotify, that's usually I'm listening to like the globally, like the stuff that's popular around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a bit of a mix for me. Spotify is cool for that too. Cause you can look at like the top charts in different countries. Yeah. I, I pay the premium too. It's totally yeah, worth it. Yeah. It's, it's worth music is everything. Absolutely. I completely <laughs> agree. love it. That's a good question. All right. Um, I think we're passing to you glow. Yeah, let's do um, 102. 102. Oh, this could be hard. Okay. What's the most unusual mm-hmm. thing you pack that can be surprisingly helpful? <laughs> As I stare at my monster suitcase that <laughs> looks like it exploded. Um, gosh, that's such a great question. Um, well, I, I think it's not really unusual, but I think especially for solo travelers or people who want to get better at photography, but um, people that learn that I travel with a, tri- a tripod are kind of like, oh, wow, well, how do you use that? And I think it's it's one of the best things that you can have with you so you don't have to rely on people to take your photos or on strangers to get your angles right. Um, so it's such a small, it, it's a, I got it on Amazon and it's such a small and compact tripod, but it goes with me everywhere. And when I pull it out, People look at me like I'm crazy, but and I, I tell them, I'm like, you should get one too. And then, you know, so um, I guess it's too strange, but I, I honestly couldn't love my tripod anymore. So, so yeah, that's, that's interesting. My- What's the brand of it, if you don't mind? Because this is the, the sort of thing that my people love to know. Yeah, no. So um, I'm going to pick it up really quick. I literally only got it because it was Sony and I recently got a Sony camera. Um, so I have the Sony a6000 mirrorless camera. And so when I searched on Amazon for like a Sony tripod, this was yeah. the first one and the highest rated. And it's a VCT R100 um, compact Sony travel tripod. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's on Amazon. And I think it was $30, no more than $30. It's already lasted a year. Um, super durable and compact. Nice. So, Awesome. Love That's it. a good recommendation. I usually, um, I have one too, but I have a t- like an itty, 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 bitty one that I've had for years. Um, oh, wow. And it's actually straight sided. You know, you can get those little gorilla ones that bend yeah. and they attach to everything. Those, always break. Mm-hmm. those break so easily. And they're not super strong either. <laughs> like if you put your GoPro on it, it kind of just like droops mm-hmm. down to the side. Uh, they're they're kind of weak, but um, but for a phone... I think that they work and the, the little, I should find the, the, um, the brand of the little one that I have too, but that's an interesting one. Good answer to that question. I still have no idea what, what I'm going to say. Leah, do you, do you know? (laughs) Um, yeah, again, one thing popped into my mind right away. Um, and I usually travel with a corkscrew because I, I'm a huge wine drinker, mm. so uh, you don't always know if you're going to have access to one. So I like to just bring my own. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> because, you know, hotels don't always have them. Hostels don't always have them. Uh, yeah, that's there are so, so many times when that comes in handy. And I like people borrow it all the time. People are always looking for one. So I'm kind of like popular at the at the hostel because I've got the answer to somebody's problem, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So have... that's my that's my thing. 
Okay. And that's okay to carry on? I usually check a bag, actually. So mm. it's usually in my checked baggage and no one ever says anything. So, right. I think I've gotten through security with it in my carry-on too. (laughs) I don't know how I just slipped through the cracks, but yeah, usually it's just in my checked checked luggage and Mm -hmm. nobody's, you know, they can't see anything. I kind of imagine that if it has the, that little knife on it, you know, to cut the foil, that might not be good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wonder if the rest, okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Cause I carry on. And so I don't know if that would, if that would fly Uh or not. Right. Yeah. That Uh. might be a little more, (laughs) there are, there are. Some that come without the the knife, you know. So maybe yeah, you just right. have to find the right yep. one. Yeah. I wonder if the the actual corkscrew itself would be fine to go. But you know, it's crazy. I maybe not. <laughs> um I really like to drink beer and I just this is like almost shameful, but I just now got one of those like little flat little keychains that's just a beer bottle opener. I have not had one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hitting my head on the desk because it's such a simple thing, but sometimes you just can't open the bottles. And like, I'm not good at using my hand and like a, a, a lighter or something. I can't do that. So it's very important yeah. to be able to open the bottles of the things that we need. So yes, <laughs> exactly. We've shown our habits. Our hands are out. Yeah. <laughs> no shame. Okay. So I have, I'm going to go ahead with a dry bag actually. Um, Because it seems like something that you wouldn't use all that often. However, if ever you are my dry stuff. So I have a dry bag and then I have a, I also have a phone, like a phone case, like a waterproof phone case that actually has a lanyard thing that goes around my neck. And I use them all the time because your phone does not do well. Like my iPhone got ruined from just steam, like literally being too close to hot tubs or, uh, like if it's in the bathroom while you're taking a shower or something, you know, like it's, it totally ruined it. And it didn't even show that it had water damage. Like I had this problem last year and it didn't even show water damage, but it was, it was, it was raw. It was ruined. And so I, after I spent all that money to get my new phone, I bought new things to protect it from, from water. And so I would say the dry bag is really awesome because you can go kayaking or rafting or, um, you can go floating or supping, you know, whatever, which you, and I end up on the water a lot when I'm traveling. I don't know, um, if you guys (laughs) do, but just with adventure travel, you know? And so I always, I I always know like I can take stuff and I always end up carrying other people's wallets and whatever. The lanyard sounds especially useful. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. That thing is like $7 and it just fits, uh, and it's, it's clear sided. You can, it's, it's smart, you know, so you can touch through it and take photos and whatever you need to do with your phone while it's kind of just hanging around your neck and it's, it's waterproof. Um, so I'll, I'll put the links to all these things too on the show notes page, but those I love it's worth keeping your stuff dry. Um, I was actually just on a boat recently and we just hit some waves that we weren't expecting. And, you know, one of the girl's purses was just, I mean, it was full. Like she just drained it out of water. Like it was so bad. And my stuff was all in a dry bag. Not that it, the waves were near mine, but it wouldn't have mattered. You know, like better safe than sorry sort of thing. I think dry bag and the iPhone case, those are, those are going to be mine. Yeah. So Is it my turn to pick a number. Um, yeah, Leah. Okay. Um, I think I like the reader questions. So I'm going to pick a high number. One. 15. 115. Ooh, oh, this is such a good one. Okay. You have a 10 hour layover in Paris. 
what would you do? How would you spend your time? Oh my gosh, that's such a tough question. I have only been to Paris the one time, um, but there's just so much to see. I couldn't possibly choose just one thing. I would probably definitely have to get some food because, Mm. you know, French cuisine is just incredible. Food, wine, I would just be zipping into the city to like drink a bunch of wine and eat crepes and Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, probably walk along the river and see a lot of the sites that are right there. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful city. Maybe rent a bike too, because that's a great way to get around Paris with those bikes that you can just pay for with like a credit card or yep. something and take, drop it off at a different station. Um, that's the first and only city I think I've ever ridden a bike around. And because I'm kind of terrified of riding bikes in cities, but they make it really easy for, <laughs> for people to bike around, I think. Um, and I, like, I was really comfortable doing it. I didn't think I was going to get hit by cars. So, um, yeah, if you have kind of limited time in Paris, biking around would be a really good way to see a lot of stuff in a very short amount of time. I think that's brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. (laughs) Eat, drink wine, ride a bike. Maybe not in that order, but (laughs) (laughs) all of those things would be, yeah, on my list. I think I would, there are so many markets in Paris, uh, like the open markets. I would probably try and find one of those to eat some cheese um, and get some bread and maybe a coffee and then go to the lawn at the Eiffel Tower and just sit there. I love just like people Mm. watching and watching the sky um, behind it. I've also only been to Paris once, but... I think that's probably what I would do because I would feel rushed, I think, if I if I only had 10 hours. And so maybe just going and trying to chill somewhere and it, soak it in and enjoy it would be fun because that it, it's a huge lawn around like there's a giant park around the Eiffel Tower. And it's just neat to watch people and just sit there and kind of enjoy. So as long as it's not raining, I think that's probably what I would do. Glow, what would you do? That sounds nice. Yeah, uh, probably something along the same. I'd probably just like get like a boat ride down like the river scene. Um, Paris is a city that I've done, I think, almost a dozen times. So I think I'd use, yeah, it's it's always one of those cities where you just find yourself in randomly um, a couple times a year. And so um, I've done all the big things. So I would just really just enjoy my time, um, eat at a couple like really nice restaurants. Um, Yeah, sit on the lawn of the Eiffel Tower, people watch. I love going to places that I've already been and just like living as if I'm like a local mm. and just experiencing life as an everyday person and not really being a tourist, you know? So just, uh, yeah, taking it easy and just enjoying my time and enjoying being in Paris, take some cool photos, pretty pretty chill probably. There's something about the familiarity when you return, because I'm a repeat traveler, like I repeat all the time. I go back to the same places a lot, but there's something really strangely like comforting about that. It's like, oh, this is my place. I know this place. I know exactly where to go. I know what to do. <laughs> Maybe you know the language. Um, but I do love that feeling. I really do. It feels like you just, you just, I don't know. It's yours. Yep. hundred percent. Is it my turn again to pick a number? It is. Oh, yep. Okay. Let's hit this button. Ooh, 101. 101. Oh, 101 has been answered. So we'll move to 100. What's your favorite landmark in the world? Ooh, okay. Oh, wow. This is... (laughs) This is a really interesting question. I'm going to go with... Okay, so landmark meaning... Can we all agree that we... It's like a... It's man-made at least, right? Yes. Okay, sure. 
this is actually really easy for me. I love, love, love the Coliseum in Rome. I love it. Mm. I mean, it's the sort of thing that, you know, we all see it in history class. We all, everyone knows about the Coliseum. But the first time that I ever went there and saw it, we came up from the metro underneath it. And I don't know if you guys remember the first time that you saw the Coliseum, but I will never forget the first time I saw it. Because if you come up from the metro, you literally come up from the ground underneath it. And it is just towering over you. And you can never imagine the immensity of this thing. It is impressive, just impressive. and. I mean, I was just kind of taken like from the first moment that I saw, I was just, I don't know what it is about that thing. Um, I'm not overly into architecture. I mean, my brother's an architect and so I've always paid attention to architecture. Um, I sit and sketch with him a lot and we've done the Coliseum, but um, I don't know what it is about that building. I just, I love it. And I used to live, I lived for a little bit in Rome my apartment was 10 minutes walking from the Coliseum and I, I actually worked on the Coliseum pub crawl for a little bit. And so I spent my days at the Coliseum talking to people, you know, and just, and we would have beers at night right there at the Coliseum. And I just, I love that piece of architecture. I think it is amazing and brilliant and just, you have to go inside too. If you guys go, it's worth going in find somebody who's walking around outside who's selling the tours and do it because it's worth it. You can skip the line and then you get the audio tour and you can learn about what it is, like what you're seeing and where everything used to be. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. I love it. I'm going to go with that. (laughs) Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Yeah. So um, as soon as you asked the question, Machu Picchu was literally just rang like right to the front of my brain. Um, The Inca Trail, that entire scene like most people i went like really early hiked up um and it's nothing but fog and so you have all this built up anticipation like okay where is the inca trail where is where is this site you know this just you, you already picture it in your head and you know that the first time the fog starts um disappearing and the clouds move away and you see it um i just started crying mm-hmm. <laughs> granted it was that time of the month so whatever <laughs> uh, but, 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 but it was just incredible and just being so high up. So probably also that the altitude probably got to my head. <laughs> <laughs> when you went, did you go, um, did you take the bus up or did you hike up that trail? Yeah, in so the from Ag- only from Aguas Calientes. Yeah. I just hiked up the trail because, um, honestly, to be honest, um, it was me and a friend. I was like, Hey, we should definitely take the bus, but we saw the line and we were like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, it was at least 300 people and it was like 4.30 and th- that many people had already lined up. So um, we were hiking in pitch black. And so we got to the top about an hour um, from Agos Calientes. So um, yeah, it was worth it because you're kind of like, you go f- through these like hot flashes, you get cold, you get hot, mm-hmm. it starts raining, you have all this mist. Um, and it's just like, it's so random. And then you finally get to the top and you think you see it, but there's nothing. There's all these people waiting on the ledge. You're like, okay, wh- where's the best view? Um, <laughs> But all this builds up anticipation, then you finally see it and you just have that moment where nothing else matters and you're just, you're just so happy. And that, you know, it's just such an incredible piece of art, work of art. So um, yeah, that's mine. I love that. I feel like I had the exact same experience as you. Like, exact. And we left, I think the gate for the trail opens at 430 and we were the first ones there ready to go through the gate. 
We were the first <laughs> ones to the top. We like ran up that thing. I mean, we wanted to be the first ones in. And literally I was the first person in to Machu Picchu on November 5th, 2011. That was me. And I was running. I'm like, I know that I have to wait for you guys at the gate, but I really don't want to. Like, I like ran in and I, I mean, he's like, you like hoot and holler, like, like, like skiing yeah. the perfect powder on like a powdered, like there's nothing like it. It's just like this crazy feeling that just overtakes you. And this is Machu Picchu and I am here yeah. by myself. Like, what? oh my gosh. And I took the most horrible picture I've ever taken of myself because I couldn't hold it together. It was like, I was like sweating and gross. I'm like, yeah, but it was exciting. I, I feel you. I really do. Good one. Oh man. Amazing. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, that was going to be my answer to uh, Machu Picchu is a pretty special place to me. Um, I went for the first time by, I hiked the Inca trail the first time. Uh, and then by the time we got there, we were just so exhausted. It was kind of like the hike itself was the most, was the best part of that experience. And then when we got to the ruins, we just didn't have the energy to really appreciate them. So I actually made a point of going back to Machu Picchu a second time. Oh, wow. uh, and I did the, you know, I went to Aguascalientes and I hiked up the hill um, first thing in the morning. And I was with some friends this time when I hiked, uh, I was, traveling solo. And then I had some friends with me the second time. And the second time the weather was better, like the sun was shining. It was just the most perfect day, the most perfect experience. And we had all this time to explore, uh, all this energy to explore. The weather was perfect. So like I said, we were just like, at times we would just lay down on the grass and just like appreciate the, the grandeur of everything that was around us. And uh, people watching was pretty good up there too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, um, but looking around and just, you know, you're in this incredible spot on top of this like steep hill that you're kind of wondering, like, how on earth did anyone build this in the first place? I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I would have to concur that Machu Picchu is one of the most incredible places I've ever seen. But then, you know, there are also those other sites in and around Cusco. You know, the whole Sacred Valley is just yeah. full of these incredible structures that the rocks are enormous and they're carved just absolutely perfectly. So to me, it's almost a bit alien. Like I don't, I'm not totally convinced that humans actually did this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, they're just so incredible. Yeah. That's a, uh... sorry to repeat the same answer again, but it's just, it's really <laughs> something special. No, I agree. And, uh, I do think, how did you do it glow? Did you do a trek no, so I was short on time. Um, I just finished some project and I was with my photographer friend and he had to leave in three days. So we got to Cusco, we took Peru Rail, um, which is that like panoramic train um, mm -hmm. into from Cusco to Aguas Calientes. Um, and then we did the walk and then yeah, I took the train back to Cusco. But yeah, probably going back, I, I'll try to do one of the shorter hikes maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I did. I did a hike, like a four day thing too. And it was wow. super cool. It was absolutely the highlight of mm. my three weeks in Peru. But okay, well, cool. That was really good. I think, are you guys okay if we do a couple more time ones? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I know it's fun. Uh, whose turn is it to pick? <laughs> Glow? I think it's mine. Yes. Let's go with number 79. 79. What's it going to be? Ooh, what attract? you to visit a new destination i'm not sure the english it, is, is, is awesome on that one but yeah no that 
That's a great question. I already kind of, um, that's amazing. So, so being in Sri Lanka now, honestly, this was um, a country that I thought was like underrated a bit and needed more promotion and tourism. Um, and so when I see a place that's either unique or not at the top of people's bucket lists or just not getting the promotion I think it deserves or just kind of different or has something else to offer, um, maybe peculiar, maybe they have strange habits, maybe they've gotten negative press. Um, I always love changing the conversation um, of uh, or like the global perception of a country, especially if they've gotten a lot of negative press. And that's why I did seven African countries this year, mm -hmm. um, just honestly just trying to change the narrative. And so um, if I feel like I can add positive dialogue to a place or start up a conversation that's much needed um, about that religion, about that culture, whatever, um, then I go there. So um, maybe it's a bit controversial, but I do like challenging myself. I think I, I grow as a writer and as a traveler when I do that. That's a great answer. <laughs> really? I really <laughs> respect that. I love that. Good for you. Good for you. And you have a platform to do it. So that's awesome. That's really yeah, great. Thanks. My turn. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have to admit, I'm not always attracted to the most popular uh, destinations. Um, I wouldn't probably choose a London or a Paris or even Rome um, as my first choice. I, I like to look for the lesser known destinations, the places that don't attract all the tourists. Um, and also the places where, like Lo was saying, that are just a little bit more challenging to navigate because they do force you to grow a little bit more as a person. That's what travel has always really been about for me is pushing my boundaries and figuring out what I'm really capable of. And in those places where it's a little bit, you know, maybe there's a language barrier or it's not as easy to get around or there's just not as much information about it before you get there. Those are the experiences that really force you to come into your own and to figure out, okay, I can, I can really take care of myself even in the most difficult situations where I'm relying 100% on myself. So if a place is a little bit off the beaten path, I know that's a cliche, <laughs> um, but it's, it's kind of true. You know, I, I like to go where there are fewer people, where I have better chances too of interacting with locals and things like that, creating those connections and really immersing, immersing myself in the, in the local culture. I love it. I would like to just echo all of that. Like that, that's such a great answer. And that's, I have to say that's kind of what I like to do as well. Um, but I, you know, it's interesting thinking back because it's been, I mean, I started traveling really independently when I was 18. And so it's been a long time for me. And I think for a long time, I was just looking for the experience, you know, the other, just getting to know what travel was. And I wanted to see all the, all the, all, you know, the Romes and the, the, the Berlins and, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and in just recently in the last few years is kind of when I realized, you know, like, why do I just keep going to city? Like there, I would, there'd be, this is hard for me to even like imagine right now, but I would go on entire trips where I wouldn't even bring my running shoes. Why am I doing that? You know, cause I can, st I don't have to go and be urban somewhere when I'm not an urban person. Like I'm a mountain person. Why am I doing mm -hmm. cities when I could do this when I'm 80? Like, you know, I can sit on the lawn at the Eiffel Tower and people watch when I'm 80, but I can't hike the Tour de Mont Blanc. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I want, so yeah. now I'm more interested in doing the things that require me to be right now in my prime. Like I, I want to get out and push myself, my body. Like I want to experience adventure and show myself what I'm capable of. 
and discover those beautiful places because I am so drawn to nature. I, I suppose that's a really simple way of putting it, but I love the beauty of nature, big mountains. And I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, being from Montana, spending a little bit of time in Colorado, I'm from Tahoe originally. Like I love the mountains and there's so much to do all over this world. There's so much to see and experience. And there are, and beauty, I mean, the beauty of nature does something inside me. Like it just, I feel centered. Um, I feel like I am listening more, I guess, to myself, you know, like that, that personal growth that you talk about, Leah, like I'm really big on that. And as I, as I do things like Via Ferrata's and canyons in Kosovo, like that's pushing me. And then there's a human story there that I can then share, you know, that, I mean, I'm, I'm afraid of heights yet here I am doing this thing. And I mean, these, these kind of adventures are, are out there and we, we just have to be open to it and we have to seek them out. And then we've got to have the courage to do them. And so that's kind of, um, I'm going to, I'm going to echo what you said. And then I'm just going to add that like adventure travel piece to it because I love just seeing what I'm capable of. And it's just, it's interesting. And then you can pay that forward, you know, like that, that change. I mean, you do something and you change on the inside and that's, what stays with you. And so that's the story that you can then tell, Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of bringing it all together as a, as a writer, as a podcaster, you know, so I'm going to go with that. Nice. And that doesn't necessarily, I mean, it opens up, I mean, a lot of the, what we all just said, I mean, there's plenty of places all over the world. We can, we can never stop. (laughs) (laughs) Glow hasn't stopped, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Is it your turn, Leah, to pick a number? I think. I think so. Um, Let's go with 87. 87. Okay. Do you send postcards from your travel destinations? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is actually kind of embarrassing. Um, There have been several times when I've been traveling or living somewhere um, where I've bought tons of postcards with great intentions and then just never, ever send them. (laughs) So I come home with like stacks of postcards. And sometimes I think about addressing them and sending them from when I get, you know, when I get back to the United States, just kind of like, I don't know, as a silly little joke, but, um, I never do that either. So (laughs) no, I guess my answer is, uh, I try and I fail miserably every time. (laughs) That's so funny. I, I, I I laughed because I think, I mean, as I just, I don't think souvenirs ever, like, I don't, I just don't think that, you know, like this isn't a vacation, it's a lifestyle. And so, you know, sorry, family, sorry, friends. Like you just, you don't get, I mean, maybe when I lived in Costa Rica, when I first started, like I brought some things home and when I, when I was first starting to travel, I did that, but I don't anymore. And, um, postcards are kind of depressing and here's why. If you go through, it's a lot of effort, right? You have to, you know, buy the, buy the postcard. Sometimes you can't buy stamps there. You have to figure out where to buy stamps. You have to figure out how to mail it, whatever. I mean, there's some logistics involved there, right? So for example, last year when I was living in Argentina, I decided to send out like 11 postcards. I was on top of it. And I wrote all these beautiful postcards and I sent that, I put them in the mail and guess what? 
Not a single one arrived. They didn't make it. They didn't make it. Okay, so let's go back to hashtag Argentina. I love Argentina, but come on. Like Argentina's got some some logistical problems big time. And uh but yeah, and so like none of them made it. I'm like, you know what? After all these years, I finally make an effort to do something like that. It doesn't work. But here here's a cool tip. Do you guys know about ink cards? It's an app. Oh, no. Okay. You have to know about this because this solves all the problems. Um, There's an app called Ink Cards and uh, you can go on and it's like you put in your own photos. So like I can send, this is what I did. I sent, for example, I sent to my parents and my grand, my grandma, you know, like a picture of my brother and I, when we hiked uh, Torres del Paine, we had like this awesome picture at the towers. So I was able to put my own picture at the towers onto a postcard and then I mean, it's, it's not as, I mean, it doesn't have the pretty stamp from Argentina and, you know, it doesn't, but the thing is it's sent through a company in the United States, which, which means it's going to (laughs) arrive. And so, and these make it every single time. And it costs like two bucks per card to just send a card. And so you can do it for birthdays, for Christmas, for holidays, like whatever, or, or just for what, you know, any occasion. I mean, there's all these, it's just an online kind of like card company, but you can put your own, you can put your own photos into it. So it is personal. Um, and what I love is that it, it makes it, it arrives to the destination. And so I have become a fan <laughs> of ink cards um, for that reason. And now I have to say that I, I will send cards now because I know it's super easy. I can do it from an app on my phone. I don't have, there's no logistics, none. I just upload a photo and send That's it off. Cool. It is cool. It's so fun. It, like, it's really great as a traveler. You know, I mean, we always think about our friends on our birthdays, but they on their birthdays, but they might not know it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a postcard. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, no, my first year abroad in 2012, um, I think, again, all the best intentions. Um, I had 10 um, that I bought and I literally wrote, wrote each one out, um, mailing address, blah, blah, blah. That was my semester abroad. And yeah, obviously I'm talking about things that happened in August and all that stuff. Um, Somehow four months just literally disappear. Like I I think it was magic. (laughs) Know what happened, but I'm back home um, at my university and I'm like, ooh, I should probably, you know, just hand these postcards to them. And I'm reading them. I'm like, that doesn't apply anymore. This doesn't matter. This was dumb. What does that even mean? Fairness that the messages were so old and that they just didn't apply and weren't relevant that I, that I just never passed them out. So that was like my last <laughs> first and only attempt at mm-hmm. being a good friend and decent human. Um, so I failed. Yeah. So I haven't tried. It's, it's hard. It really is. And when the mail system is against you, it doesn't help. So that's actually yeah. a good question. That is a pretty good question. Yeah, All right, let's like do that. one more. We'll close out the round because I think I was the last to pick. So I will pick one more number and then 106. All right. 106. Ooh, oh my gosh. What was the one? <laughs> wait, hold on. I have to make sure. What was the one place that was underwhelming? Oh, this is going to be juicy. This is hard. And it's almost not fair to the location, I'm going to say, to the yeah. destination. I also feel like I've answered this before, but you know what? We're going to do it again. Um, I really want to preface this with, it has so much to do with the way that you receive a place and respond to a place has a lot to do with where you are 
internally. True. Also, oh yeah, Every, everything. With, yeah, I mean, <laughs> has everything to do with that? Because you could be in <clears throat> Bali. <laughs> Glow. I'm gonna get some heat for this one, and because <laughs> this is gonna be my answer. <laughs> Oh my god. I know, but this is why I'm saying this. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Bali. And um All right, I'm just gonna hang up. I think we've, we've covered this is, all I think this is great that you're here for this. But no, this is this is exactly why I mean what, what I'm what I'm gonna say is I think it just depends on where you are and who you're with. And um maybe even sometimes the amount of research that you have done or that you're willing to do, like how much effort you're willing to put into it. And um, maybe knowing what it is that you want to get out of a place. Yeah. And I think I probably went to Bali expecting what I see in photos. And my problem with Bali is that I didn't really have... Okay, I know you're going to have an answer for all of these things, but I'm going to say I didn't really have the budget to experience the photos that I wanted to. Like the photos are, you know, um, what are they like... um, what do you call those pools that are endless? Like rice patties and um, yeah. infinity, infinity, like infinity pools, pools <laughs> hanging on the edge of a f- beautiful tropical forest. I mean, even in Bali, those places are still expensive. And, uh, yeah. and so I think I was mm-hmm. a little taken aback that I wasn't able to do, I wasn't able to experience the things that I sort of expected on the budget that I had. And I, I also will go ahead and admit that maybe that was a lack of preparation on my part, like a lack of research. I ended up in two different Airbnbs that were just like, where am I? Like, I don't, the neighborhood was not great. And, um, you know, so it was kind of a strange experience, Bali. And I absolutely would give it another shot. Absolutely. But I will say that I think it was just underwhelming. Like, and it really surprised me how, um, how severe the, the, like the, the change was from like the tourist area to the not so touristy places where, where I found myself and just like the, the poverty. And it was just really, I mean, the, I know, you know about this globe, but just like, you know what? A lot of people know about this because of eat, pray, love too. Uh, how the guy, the medicine man, she goes, to always says like, I'm very broke in my bank since the bomb. You know, I don't know if you remember that I've, read eat pray love a few times but yeah the the bombing yeah it's just a strange thing how much it depends on tourism and then the inflation is insane and i don't know how the locals keep up with it like it's a it's just a it's a really interesting place to try and get to understand and i think i just went in expecting like vacation and it's just not really what i got and so I, i will go ahead and say that you know that was my fault too but um Sorry, I just said Bali. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, it's so, it's it's so funny. No, I can totally uh, a lot of your points. I uh, can corroborate with real life experiences. So um, yeah, I think every place has its downsides, and it, it's good that you preface because obviously it's no offense to the locals or no, no offense to Indonesian people. Because yeah, we, we we have sometimes expectations and. Um, yeah, they, they they fall short or we just don't prepare. Um, and that kind of sets me up for my answer. I have two, um, which is, it, it's really weird because on one hand, I want to say Argentina. And obviously that was my <gasps> choice. <laughs> okay, we're at battle here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, I know, I know, I know. 
<laughs> oh, well, I'll just say my second choice is um, the Czech Republic. <laughs> and, and so both places, wow. I know, I know, gorgeous. Oh it, it's gosh. nothing against the architecture, nothing against the beauty, the history, um, both like amazing places. Some of the most um, praised, uh, especially the Czech Republic and, and Prague, I mean, one of the most praised cities in Europe. But it, uh, yeah, again, it, it really depends on your experience, also the weather, um, the reception of the locals, <laughs> Treat you, um, so it was just a combination of things. But I just didn't feel very welcomed in either of those places. Um, I still like made the most of it, um, and, and like, what what can you do? You're already there. You don't want to um, offend any of your readers who are from that place. You don't want to talk about um, why you're not enjoying your time, at least not right away. Um, so you, you try to make the most of your experience. But yeah, the just I, I felt like Argentina. I didn't see enough of probably mm-hmm. to make. Um, I didn't see enough of the, the natural beauty. I think I, I stayed too much um, in the cities and I only saw some of like the small towns, um, but I didn't get to see, I mean, Argentina's kind of big. So um, mm-hmm. I feel like when I go back, I have to, to see. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I, I want to say something right now. Okay. In case you okay. guys listeners are confused, <laughs> Glow is kind of basing in Bali right now. And so you, you've kind of, you're trying to set yourself up there. Like you've been there for a while. Um, and so that's why you're immediately offended. <laughs> On the other hand, I'm the one who's sort of been in and out of Argentina a lot in the last couple of years. And so, oh, so I want to propose something. I think that <laughs> I want to show you Argentina and I think you should show me your Bali because like it. it's like so it. it's so matters. Who I mean, the way that you it just it matters. It matters who you how you see it. It just matters. And so I would love to show you Argentina through my eyes. And I, I would love to see Bali through yours because I think we could really help each other out there. hundred <laughs> percent agree. I was there for a month, but I was kind of like mentally checked out. I was exhausted. I was, you know, trying to avoid burnout. So um, I think mentally I wasn't um, in the space to really enjoy everything it had to offer. Uh, but I was there with a couple locals. So it was nice that I got to learn um, some cultural aspects. But yeah, the the actual, um, yeah, the full experience I, I don't think I had. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. At least you <laughs> thought the locals were good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what, what stuck with you. <laughs> This is me. That's why I was there a month. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. This is a, this is a good last question. Leah, what do you think? Okay. I'm kind of glad that I got to go last on this one because I had to really think, uh, I feel like I have gotten pretty good at like wherever I go, I can find something positive to take away from it. And I'm, I'm getting better at separating, you know, my personal, inner turmoil or whatever is going on in my life from the destination itself. So yeah, it took me a while to come up with my answer, but it's actually Singapore. And I guess yeah. when I think underwhelmed, it's, I, I have to compare what I experienced with what, what I was expecting from yeah. the place. And when I visited Singapore, I had a friend living there. I was living in Chiang Mai, Thailand at the time. And I was uh, on like a break from teaching English or something. So I traveled down there and I was really excited because this is this huge metropolitan city um, with supposedly, you know, so much to do and see and all this uh, wide variety of cultures all kind of in one place. And I was there for six days. And for some reason, it just I just didn't click with the city. Um, and I'm a real city person. I love cities. Mm. Some of my favorite places on earth are big cities like New York, Bangkok. Um, and for some reason, Singapore just really fell flat for me. Um, and I, I can't necessarily say that it was something going on in my life at the time or 
the way I experienced it, it just kind of wasn't as exciting as I was expecting it to be, maybe. Mm. It's a very interesting place, and I'm sure it deserves another chance. So, you know, it's likely that I'll try to go back at some stage uh, later in life and, and see it again. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, that first visit just really didn't do it for me. And it was probably like the least, my least favorite place that I visited in, in all of Southeast Asia. That's interesting. I mean, I met, I met lovely people. Mm-hmm. I had a great time with my friend, but the city for some reason just, it felt maybe a little sterile. And I like cities with a little, a little bit of character, a little bit of grit, you know, yeah. if yeah. that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yep. But yeah. Interesting. I like it. I have been to Singapore, but only for like a f- couple of days, I think. I just remember like walking with a friend barefoot on, or she was walking barefoot on the street. Like I would never do that like in Thailand or something, you know, but it's so <laughs> clean there. You can't even yeah. chew gum. <laughs> right, right. And maybe, you know, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, it's, um, it's just a little bit over the top in some ways and it seems a little bit, everything's a little mm-hmm. bit artificial and I hope I'm not offending anybody by saying this but like even there were like fake beaches and there was like a fake um like lagoon where you could go wakeboarding Mm. Um, it was just it was just all very strange but like a big amusement park in a way kind of like Dubai (laughs) not not a lot of green spaces to speak of you know it was very concrete everywhere you look yeah I don't know just it was it was strange it was a different experience for me yeah Interesting. Well, uh, okay. I I mean, there's a lot more questions, but we've got to, we've got to cut it off at some point. So um, I think (laughs) that's going to be now. So, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for participating. Um, I hope you had fun because I, I did. I just really like this (laughs) kind of game thing. It's fun. It's so random. You never know what's coming. So one more time, um, do you guys want to just share your blogs real quick again? And, uh, and then... And then we'll close out. So Glow, where can we find you? Yes, um, theblogabroad.com and Instagram, Glow Graphics, G-L-O Graphics. And you, you are big on Snapchat too, right? Yeah. Still? So for anyone who's still on the dying network of Snapchat, <laughs> um, GL0 is where I share my unfiltered, raw, and daily behind the scenes of my full-time travel life. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And Leah? You can find me at thesweetestway.com. And on Instagram, I am also thesweetestway. Cool. All right. Well, best of luck to both of you as you guys continue to do your thing in your places. And um, I can't (laughs) wait to maybe do this again one day and cross paths again, gene pool and bottlenecks. I think we got something going there. (laughs) Yes, I Amazing. think an in-person reunion is necessary. <laughs> yeah, maybe in Argentina or Bali, we'll do something epic. <laughs> I say Singapore. Ooh. Mm. All right, thank you so cool. much, ladies. Awesome. Take care, thank guys. Thank you, Jackie. All right, thanks for tuning in, you guys, wherever you are today. We appreciate you hanging around to listen to us share our thoughts and opinions about the way that we travel and the places that we've been. I hope that you enjoyed it and maybe even learned a thing or two from it. If you're interested in finding out more about Leah and Gloria or finding links to anything that we mentioned on the show today, there were several products and some other things. All of that information is nicely organized for you as always on the show notes page, which you can find at the slash 87. 
And one last thing, if you like this style of show and want to hear more of these game shows, and if you think you have a good travel question maybe to add to the mix, please let me know. You can always leave a comment on any episode on the corresponding show notes page, or you can find me on Instagram at Traveling Jackie or in the Facebook community, thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash community, and tell me what you think. So thanks so much for listening. Happy travels to everyone. See you guys next time. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.